Hey guys, welcome back to Real Bearded News. I'm your host, Sean B, and unfortunately, today I'm alone. But, tomorrow, hopefully, we will get Van, which is down in Mexico, so enjoy your vacation, buddy. And we might have Ash also join us tomorrow. But in the meantime, we have a lot to talk about. There was day one and today, day two of E3. So all major conferences are done. And at this point, a lot of the things that we're watching on our television sets, or if you're at E3, what we're seeing is a lot of gameplay of different games that are coming out. So um, yesterday's major thing was Nintendo had an unconventional, for the lack of a better word, of a conference. So their conference is actually spread for these next three days. So basically uh, yesterday, today, and then tomorrow, Nintendo has Nintendo Treehouse Live. Uh, one of their biggest sellers is The Legend of Zelda. That being said, they're focusing, or at least they did focus, a lot of time yesterday showing gameplay of The Legend of Zelda, which is called The Breath of the Wild. It looks amazing. I mean, I'm not a huge um, Zelda fan, but it definitely looks good. Good enough that makes me want to play it. So... One of the things that is kind of cool about this is that according to them, and I'm quoting, they said it's breaking boundaries of all other Zelda games. Um, and people that are Zelda fans are going to know exactly what they mean when they purchase the game, this game and they play it. Uh, one of the most notable things, though, about Zelda was definitely the color um, Zelda is known for its bright, bold colors in a sense, but uh, this Zelda game looks very watercolor. So they're bright, but they're watercolor. So the baby blue of the sky is not popping out there. It has that nice little bright watercolor that that you know you get from a watercolor painting. So that looks pretty cool, um, and it's actually very interesting to see that. Uh, one of the other things that um, that I kind of enjoyed about it was um, it's open world. It literally a lot of the one of the things that I'm noticing is that the themes of a lot of this um, of these games that E3 has had was basically um, I'm comparing it basically to Skyrim or The Witcher. So it's basically The Witcher and or Skyrim meets The Legend of Zelda. It's open world. You get to ride your horse to different locations. You collect items to make your potions, uh, apples to eat. You know, it's just pretty cool what they're doing. And it's definitely going to bring a lot of RPG fans to play Legend of Zelda if they weren't playing it already. So that looks really interesting. But like I said, Nintendo's really focused hard. I mean, it was about maybe two or three hours long that they focused just on... The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wind. Um, another game that they definitely introduced, which I'm so excited for, um, and it comes out November 18th, 2016, is Pokemon Sun and Moon. Um, your three starters are Poplio, which is a water, uh, Litten, which is a fire, and Rowlet, which is a grass type. Um, so that's really cool. One of the things they mentioned was that the legendary Pokemon are going to tie the story are, are going to tie into the story in a very unique way and in a way that they never have done before. So that was pretty cool. Um, it's going to take place in the Alola region. 
um, which is made out of four islands. And one of the islands is man-made, so that's pretty cool too to know. Um, another thing is that a lot of the Pokemons are going to be Pokemons that you don't know about, that you've never seen. Um, and they're going to be unique to each island. So each different location is going to have their own type of Pokemon, which is pretty cool. Now, mind you, it is an island, so you're most likely going to encounter uh, water types and grass types. That is what is going to be heavily populated and flying types. Um, but you're definitely going to see fire because if any, if I'm correct about what this region is based on, um, it's a very Hawaiian uh, region. So you're definitely going to have fires, uh, especially around volcano areas. So I look forward to playing uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. For the last couple of years, the Pokemon games have been a very, very great um, games to play. They've been amazing with their stories. Uh, they've been very um, captivating, you know, and I loved Omega Ruby. That was the most captivating story that, I ha that I've ever played in a Pokemon game. Uh, mind you, I haven't played, you know, Black and White, Black and White 2, X and Y. I stopped playing Pokemon games after the Game Boy Advance. Uh, when they came into the DS and the 3DS, I stopped because I didn't find any reason to play it. But when I came back into it, I was so happy to come back into it. Um, I definitely left the Pokemon bandwagon when Yu-Gi-Oh! came out. So I used to play a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh! and I used to watch a lot of the show. But re-watching Pokemon and my kids watching Pokemon now, I'm super excited about watching it and I'm super excited about playing these games. Um, if you don't have a 3DS, just go out there and get a 3DS immediately just because it's worth it. Now, in my opinion, is the new 3DS with the C-Stick worth it? Um, I mean, it does not come with a charger and chargers are about $20 a pop. I mean, it depends. You're paying $200 for a system and it's not going to come with a charger. I don't think that's worth it. Um, I like my 3DS XL. Um, and I think that's awesome. It came with a charger and everything. So definitely, if you don't have a 3DS, go out there. Because there's a lot of things for Nintendo that are coming out. Monster Hunter. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot, a lot, a lot. And if you're a huge Pokemon fan, I have an announcement. Uh, based on what was said he, uh, today of Day 2 of E3 for Nintendo Treehouse Live. But we're not there yet. Let's keep talking about this Pokemon. So uh, this Pokemon game, Sun and Moon, is going to be uh, more realistic and immersive. Uh, view of the hero and the heroine or hero or heroine right um, you know as we all know Pokemon you get to choose whether you're going to be a boy or a girl so hero or heroine so it's going to have a more realistic and immersive view so one of the things that they were talking about was the fact that um, usually you see your hero and or heroine with pants right so because this is an island and because it is hot your hero and or heroine actually wear shorts or capris. So I thought that was pretty cool that they're paying attention to these small little details of how your character dresses. Now, one of the things that it probably didn't matter before was because you had a, a bird's eye view of what was happening. But now we don't. So here's the next point. You're going to have a third person view rather than that bird's eye view of your Pokemon trainer. So... This is why it's important in having those small little details. They're not small anymore because now you're going to be seeing your trainer or who you choose um, in front of you every time you move. So the tall grass doesn't look that tall anymore, you know, in comparison to, oh, you're walking into tall grass and then you're basically, you only see your head. Now you literally see your character walking into this tall grass and you're going to see the nice little Pokemon battle. Now, a cool thing about Pokemon battles is that you're going to be able to see your trainer. What they're trying to do, and again, this is a quote about what they said, is they're trying to um, 
show that connection between your po- the show the connection between the Pokemon and the Pokemon trainer. Which, quite honestly, if you really think about it, right? We watch, we grew up with the Pokemon show, and we we watch as Ash always had that personal connection with the Pokemon that he chose, mostly Pikachu, right? Um, but when we played the games, we never had that connection. Like, yeah, we loved our Pokemons because we raised them, we trained them, we um, mated them. And then we traded them when we were done or we had or we knew someone that had a better Pokemon, we would trade them. But now you're going to have that connection. Yes, you know, it's still virtual. And yes, the hero and or heroine is not physically you in there. But still, regardless, you're still going to see that connection is going to give you that illusion of a connection between your Pokemon or at least the trainer and the Pokemon, which I think that's pretty cool. And I look forward to it. You know, it looks pretty exciting to see that. So I definitely want to see it. And they're excited about it, which makes me excited to it. Um, So one of the other things is that you're going to see dynamic colors and camera angles um, and shadows according to the time of day. So a cool thing was that um, when they were playing Pokemon Sun, uh, I believe it was Sun, not Moon, but when they were playing it, right? And it's going to happen in both games. Uh, if you are in a battle with a wild Pokemon and you don't move, your camera is going to start moving around. It's going to start panning around you guys, both you and your Pokemon and the opponent Pokemon or opponent Pokemon and trainer. So that's pretty sweet to see. So it's never been done before. And when they showed it to us, the colors were really popping. They were really bright. Uh it was just amazing, and that's one of the things that they were saying, you know, sun represents life. Moon doesn't necessarily represent death, but it represents uh, the opposite, you know? it Yeah, and the opposite of life is death, but it represents the end of something. And that's basically what the legendary Pokemons also uh, represent in this game. So we look forward to knowing exactly what else it is, and I'm definitely going to buy it the day it comes out, just because it's so interesting. And there's a lot of games coming out this year that are really great and that I'm really going to be broke by the end. By the time Christmas time comes around, I'm really going to be broke and it's sad, but it's totally going to be worth it. Um, and again, one of the things I just mentioned was the shadow. Um, shadows are going to be long or short according to the time of day. So if it's high noon, then your shadow is going to be longer um, or the way, however way shadows and light works, um, that's how it's going to work. So it's going to be really relative and again, this is something that's never happened before because we really didn't need it. We weren't paying attention to it because, again, bird's eye view, it doesn't matter. But once you get that third person view, I think all these little small details matter. All, um, you know, seeing how your Pokemon's shadow reflects, it's definitely going to be important. So I can't wait to see how much they push the 3DS um, now that they're going to start doing things like that. So I really look forward to that. So one of the things about Pokemon battles is that you need to remember what each thing did. Um, but that's no longer necessary because you can visualize the information of attacks and effects um, on the opponent. So if you need to know what how Growl works, instead of having to stop and reading uh, and you know going into the item menu and trying to see or remember what exactly it does, um, you get to press Growl. Uh, and I think it is that you press and hold, and it'll tell you the information of how it's going to affect that particular uh, opponent of yours. Uh, one of the other things that is very important to note is that your Pokedex uh, has a white Pokeball uh, every time you catch a Pokemon. So if you, let's say you captured Pikachu, right? It's going to have a white Pokedex behind Pikachu. Um, and that basically 
indicates uh, an empty space, which may be an evolution or another Pokemon that it can pair with. So in Pikachu's case, it could evolve into Raichu, I believe is the correct name of his, evo of his evolution. Uh, another thing about the Pokedex, it's that there is such a thing called a Roto Pokedex that you're going to get. Um, and I don't know if I misunderstood what he said about the Roto Pokedex in regards to being a Pokemon itself. I mean, it looks very, um, it looks like a starfish around a Pokedex. So it's really weird. But what it is going to do, what the, the purpose of the Roto Pokedex is, it gives you tips in how to catch certain Pokemons and what region to go to next. So I know that uh, in a couple of Pokemon games, you kind of get confused as to where it is that you should go. Uh, with the Road to Pokedex, you're not going to have that issue anymore. Instead, what's going to end up happening is you're going to basically go into your Road to Pokedex and it's going to tell you maybe you should go to the southeast region of Alola and find this Pokemon and it's going to be great, um, which is pretty awesome because it's never been done before. Again, this is something that's never been done before in a Pokemon game and it's very, very excited to see what is happening. Um, it's really great to see the encounter or the evolution of Pokemon throughout the couple of, the past couple of years or the past few years, to be quite honest. Um, when you encounter another trainer, so this is pretty cool. Um, we've all been traveling between uh, different city, cities or different regions, and all of a sudden we have a freaking Pokemon battle too, right? Um, so when encountering another trainer, uh, the screen will go will get some type of like cinematic blur. So what that means is basically the top and the bottom will kind of get blurry, um, allowing you to either engage for the battle or evade. So now you're going to have a flight or fight kind of system in the game. And that's pretty cool to know too. Um, and you're definitely going to be able to see the proportions of Pokemon. And I know I'm moving a little quickly in this, but... You know, there's a lot of things. There's a lot of games that I that once one used to talk about, and for the past two podcasts, has been an hour and a half long, um, and I feel that's a little too long for the podcast, but it was probably necessary for the past two days. Um, but going back to what I just said, sorry, little rant there. Um, you're going to be able to see the proportions of Pokemon. So in past Pokemon games, all you see is Rattata in the in the top right corner, right? If he's your opponent, and then you have yourself, um, let's say Charmander. In the other. So if you really think about it, right? Rattata, who is a rat, is going to be slightly smaller than Charmander, which is a baby dragon. So he's going to be a little taller. He's definitely going to be standing up straight. So you, but you couldn't see that in the past game. So now we're going to be able to see um, the smaller Pokemon are obviously going to look smaller and the bigger Pokemon are going to look larger. Um, and, it's, and again, having those cinematic cameras or dynamic cameras is definitely going to help shape up that those proportions so it's pretty cool to know uh, and again i'm really looking forward to see the the evolution of pokemon how far it goes um and finally full 3d motions for all characters so all characters are go you're going to see them throw the pokeball all characters you're going to see how they move and it's going to be very realistic as to how these people are moving um so one of the cool things that I like about Nintendo is that Nintendo doesn't constantly shoot out new consoles. So I just wanted to state that, like, congratulations to Nintendo, whom have stick by. I mean, the GameCube lasted for so many years, 
and then the Wii, and now the Wii U. You know, we're not hearing any new Wii U. And again, same thing with the DS. Um, they came out with the DS, then they just released, you know, making the models better with the DSi, which had the camera, the DSi XL, um, the 3DS. You know, they heard people were getting really angry about their thumbs hurting every time they play the 3D. 3DS, so then they came out with the 3DS XL. Um, yeah, they came out with a new 3DS, you know, with the C-Stick, but it just makes it, it was basically to cater to uh, specific players, so Super Smash Brother players, you know, and that's cool. I'm okay with that. When you're here listening to the um, consumer and you're making products better for the consumer, I'm totally okay with that. Um, and, you know, I'm a huge Microsoft fan, but you got to give Caesar what belongs to Caesar. Motion first came from Kinect, uh, excuse me, not from Kinect, from the Wii. Um, and then the Kinect, Xbox came out with the Kinect, and then the PS4 came out with the PS4 Move or with the PlayStation Move. And, um, you know, Nintendo really, we really tend to discredit, uh, a lot of the major gamers tend to really discredit what Nintendo does. Um, and I was definitely one of those, so I am completely guilty. But I've I've recognized that Nintendo definitely has done amazing things to um, just better stuff, and they've been doing it since day one. And then every other company just goes ahead and follows their footsteps and basically innovate on what was created. Sometimes they make it better. I mean, the Kinect is a great thing. I hate the PlayStation Move because it's exactly like the Wii, but the uh, Kinect is an amazing product, you know. But let's be real. It was thanks to the to the Wii that they decided to do it, and that's great. And I have no regrets about that. But um, I'm really looking forward to what Nintendo has installed as to what is their next either handheld system, because that's exactly what I play for Nintendo. I'm, you know, I have a Wii for the kids, but that's what I like. I like their handhelds because I love playing Pokemon. Um, and a couple other games that they have for their uh, 3DS lineup. So definitely looking forward to what they have in the future, and they've, they're doing an amazing job so far. So as far as an announcement continuing Pokemon, what they uh, said today in day two of E3 of uh, Nintendo Treehouse Live was something that we've all been anticipating for since the first video came out, which is Pokemon Go. Uh, so Pokemon Go for those that don't know, is going to be iOS and Android uh, on your phone. So it's going to be the first Pokemon game that you could get on your phone without hacking it, right? And um, in this game, you're going to be able to catch Pokemon in the real world. And it's going to have Pokemon stops, and it's going to have different uh, items that you can pick up. Just like in the real Pokemon game on your handheld, you're going to be able to do it in real life in um, through your phone. So that is pretty cool. So one of the things that they're going to come out with alongside with Pokemon Go is Pokemon Go Plus, which Pokemon Go Plus comes out in towards the end of July. That's what they said. They weren't very specific. They just said towards the end of July, they're going to have Pokemon Go Plus, which is this little device that you could clip on your watch or you could clip on your jacket or in the inside pocket of your shirt or in the uh, inside pocket of your jeans or your pocket watch jeans, I should kind of call that. Um, and when it flashes, it's going to let you know that there's a Pokemon nearby. And when you click on it, it you're basically going to throw a Pokeball. And if it turns red, then you fail in catching that Pokemon. But if it turns into these rainbow colors, then that means you have successfully um, caught this Pokemon. 
And it's going to basically it's like a little vibrating device that's going to let you know um when you're nearby these uh these creatures. So that's pretty cool and it's um a very interesting concept that they have there because what they said is that they want people to keep continue moving. Uh the point of Pokemon Go is to get you out and be active and move. Um so they come they want you to continue um walking around your your streets, right? But they don't want you to get hit by a car, especially if you live in a very populated city. So they have created Pokemon Go Plus. If Pokemon Go Plus comes out in, towards the end of July, that means that Pokemon Go is going to hit the App Store a little before the end of July. So I'm predicting that Pokemon Go is going to come out in mid-July, um, which is super exciting to know. I mean, I would have loved to have been a beta tester for Pokemon Go just because I I was so behind the idea of playing virtual reality Pokemon. Um, you know, just being able to walk down the street, especially when I was living in New York, walk down the street and see a wild Pidgeotto since we have so many pigeons in New York and then just catch it. I think that would have been an awesome awesome thing to do. Unfortunately, they didn't come out while I was still living in New York and I and you know, it's been a year later and I'm still waiting for Pokemon Go. Uh, but it's completely exciting to know that this isn't, isn't one of those ideas that got scrapped. Because a lot of times um, dev companies or uh, companies just come out. It's like, yeah, we're totally going to make this game. And we wait for so long and it never comes out. I'm looking at you, Secret War, that said it was going to come out for the Mac and never did. But, um, you know, these games get us excited. And then when they follow through with you know, their their promises. We're super exciting. And knowing that this year in E3, they've definitely said, hey, you know, we're still working on it. It's a work in progress. But we have this other device that's going to come out at, towards the end of July. It basically tells us it's coming out. So, again, the point of Pokemon Go is to get you out there active, make you walk, and make you the most successful Pokemon trainer that there is. Now, I don't know if there's going to be any Pokemon battles. That would be pretty cool, seeing someone else that has Pokemon Go on their phone and you've been training your Pokemon to battle, you know? It's going to be great. Now, you are going to be able to trade. So if you have a Pokemon that I want and you have, and I have a Pokemon that you want, we're going to be able to trade it. Um, so that's pretty cool too. So one of the things that, you're, that they discussed was that there's going to be these things called Pokemon candy. And it's very specific to each Pokemon. And you're going to be able to collect it throughout the, um, throughout the times that you're walking around. You're going to be able to find these uh, Pokemon candy, which... Um, a certain amount of Pokemon candies help you either boost your Pokemon or helps them evolve. So I know when they had it going, uh, Rattata had like, um, I think it was like for 25 or 12, I don't remember which was the number, um, Pokemon candy, you could evolve him. So that's pretty cool to know. Um, and that's a pretty cool concept, which again brings Bex back to the point, right? Like, is it only through this candy that you're going to be able to evolve your Pokemon? Or is that a reason because you're not going to be able to battle? Or are you going to be able to battle and still be able to do this? It's going to be pretty interesting. And I don't know if you're going to be able to buy um, the candy in the little Pokemon Pokemarts. So it'll be pretty cool because, yes, there's still going to be Pokemarts in the game as well. So that means you're able to go um, walk around and you can find a Pokemart and you can buy stuff. And it's a completely new twist to virtual reality, which I love. And, again, I mean, this E3, uh, for the past couple of days, right, since Sunday... For um, excuse me, for the past three days, you know, it's been very heavy on like we notice a lot of games are coming out in VR, um, games that we love, you know, and 
this is a, an interesting twist to VR is basically not having anything over your face um, and doing VR, which is totally awesome. And I, I totally dig it. Um, so yeah, so Pokemon Go Plus and Pokemon Go more than likely uh, coming out towards the end of July, Pokemon Go Plus. That's what they said. I'm assuming Pokemon Go is going to come out mid-July. Um, and that's pretty much like most of Nintendo's um, kind of thing. They had a couple other games. I know they showed a couple of Monster Hunter in there for you Monster Hunter fans. Um, I'll admit I didn't sit down and watch it. I didn't have the time. But a couple other games that are coming out are Sea of Thieves, which looks really, really awesome. I was a huge fan of Sid Meier's Pirates back in the um, early 2000s. And this reminds me a little bit of it, but it's basically online. It's, it looks like an MMO kind of thing, uh, which, again, a lot of the games are doing that this year. The Division did it last year, or this year, I should say. And uh, next year, it's going to be Ghost Recon Wildlands. So it's really interesting seeing the Sea of Thieves kind of do the same concept with Pirates, um, which you're going to fully be able to customize your ship with the currency that you get um, from a lot of pillaging, right? Uh, another game coming out is going to be Absurd. Um, excuse me, not absurd, but Absolver. Uh, and it's going to come out for consoles and PC. Um, and it's basically a fighting game, kind of in an RPG MMO kind of style. Um, and you're going to be able to spar with other players. So if you're not a good fighting game player, then that's okay because this is going to be a lot easier than doing that. And Scalebound. Scalebound looks like a pretty cool game that's coming out for the Xbox and the PC um, with fully customizable dragons. Um, definitely something worth looking out for, especially if you're a huge dragon fan. I mean, Skyrim was awesome in portraying dragons, and Game of Thrones has three dragons. Uh, so dragons is definitely one of the coolest things that are out there, and having a game that's willing to let you customize your dragon as far as armor and scales and you know accessories that you can put on them, that's pretty cool. Um, and the last bit for today is going to be State of Decay 2. So State of Decay came out, and it was an awesome zombie apocalypse survival game. Um, and Part 2 is coming out, and the trailer for it just looks amazing. But is it worth getting? I mean, there's a lot of zombie games out there. There's a lot of uh, Walking Dead ripoffs and even a lot of Walking Dead games. Um, sometimes it really begs the question, are we, are we not done with the zombie genre? Like, can we... Can we just let it go for a little bit and just keep moving forward later with something else? Like, I feel that a lot of the horror games are like, oh, it's going to be a zombie survival game. Uh, great, great uh, example would be um, that PlayStation game that one already forgot the name. Uh, let's see. The the survival game Days Gone, which again we don't know if those are zombies or if those are um, some Last of Us type infected things, but this the survival game it's pretty cool. Um, survive until the day I forget what the name is, but um, there's this game out for PC that you're basically surviving a killer, and that's pretty awesome. You know that's a pretty cool, interesting concept. It's a multiplayer game. You got to survive a guy. Um, so there's five of you, four of you are, are victims and one of you is the killer. So you have to survive the killer. You know, that's pretty cool. And there's different ways to do that. But when it comes down to the apocalypse kind of thing and, you know, zombies, it's, 
Vamp said this the other day. It is kind of getting tiring, um, and we need to find something new. But state of, again, State of Decay looks awesome. The first one was great. Um, Daisy is an, another amazing zombie game. But it begs the question: Are we done with it? Um, tomorrow is the last day of E3, and there's so many more games to see, so many more trailers, so many more uh, devs talking about their product, and a lot more coming out that are TBA. So definitely stick by to see that. Tomorrow, I have the great honor and privilege to uh, go ahead and test out the Oculus. Uh, I tested it out once before, and then last year in E3. Then I tested it out again a couple of days ago, um, but I didn't record anything. I just did it for personal reasons. But tomorrow, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to test it out again. And this time, I'm actually going to record anything. I'm going to record everything. Um, I'm going to video record, actually. So you guys are going to be able to see the man behind the voice, which, believe me, I sound a lot better than when I look, except for the beard. The beard's awesome. But honestly, I'm going to record it. I'm going to video tape it. And then I'm going to put it up because, you know what, like I said earlier, a lot of the games this year that are coming out either this year or later are VR-based. And I want you guys to know exactly what it is that you're getting into, especially when you're going to play uh, Batman Arkham VR and Star Wars Battlefront, um, X-Wing Missions VR. Um, it seems like games are coming towards this direction, so it's definitely worth seeing where we're going to go. So thanks a lot, guys. Keep nerding out about all these games coming out. And keep listening to us. Later.